if you trust God, then you are free because there is nothing that anybody in this world can do to you. Because ultimately you're going to be with God. Let them say what they want. Let them do what they want. Those people that want to blow themselves up in a restaurant and take out all kinds of people, we don't have to be afraid of them. We don't have to sit there and change all of our laws and take away everybody's rights and privileges. They are not going to win. We are free. And I know that there are people that are sitting there saying, now, now, Pastor, whoa, 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 whoa. I did not sign up to die. No, you didn't. But from the moment you were born, you're on your way to dying. It's just how. And where. And when. And when. And brothers and sisters, if you want to be free, then you pick how you're going to die. You pick when you're going to die. And where. And people will look at me now and go, Pastor, you have lost your mind. We don't have... Only God knows that. No. No. Let's quit making God a puppet master here. Okay? People make choices. <clears throat> that is why I'm here to tell you that one of the most enslaving things that we have in this church... And in the church universal, are you ready for this? Because I'm, I'm about to get into so much theological trouble. Go for it. Are you ready? Take the Here is the theological lie of the century. And that is called substitutionary atonement. The idea that Jesus died for your sins. Jesus didn't die for your sin. Jesus died because God promised us a free will. And all the people around Jesus had a free will. And when they didn't like what he was saying, when he didn't like the fact that everybody could have a relationship <clears throat> with God, he scared them and they killed him. That was their choice. Now what really sets us free is we realize that Jesus made a choice from the cross when he said to those people who tried to kill him, God forgive them. It enabled him to go beyond death. You see, these people do not have a hold of you. They cannot hold you down. That is, if you trust in God, you get to say what you want to say. If you trust in God, know that you're going to go with God. And then, just to put the icing on the cake, let's start with the story that's in Acts 15. Shall we? Um... Now, we have younger people here, so, you know, I'll try not to make this too X-rated. Because <laughs> after all, <clears throat> it wasn't long before some of the Jews showed up from Judea, insisting that everyone be circumcised. If you're not circumcised in the Mosaic fashion, you can't be saved. Paul and Barnabas were up on their feet at once in fierce protest. The church decided to resolve the matter by sending Paul and Barnabas and a few others to put it before the apostles and the leaders in Jerusalem. I'm going to stop there for a minute just so you understand. <laughs> <clears throat> I 
Just so you know, when the church started telling you you couldn't be a Christian if you were homosexual, this is the argument. This is the argument. It's been going on since the institution of the church. Somebody decided that Jesus' words weren't good enough. Ooh, did I say that out loud? That Jesus' words weren't good enough. And so, if you're going to be part of our movement, then you have to be just like us, which means you've got to put your pee-pee on the rock and we get to cut it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, most of us today, we don't even have a clue or understanding how that is. Guys, you don't. You have no idea. Because most of the time, if you are circumcised, what happens? It happened when you were a baby. You don't have, thank God, don't have a memory of it. I know that there are some militant mothers out there that are opposed to circumcision. They say that it's... Um, yeah, thank you. That's the word. So there's that whole movement. And then, of course, there are other... Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, it was a bodily function that they were trying to say you had to get done in order to belong to God. Understand how stupid it is then to tell you that you're not free to be in love with God if you're gay or if you're transgender or if you're bi or if you're lesbian or if you're not the right political party or the right caste or the right faith. You know, we heard somebody today here at church talk about the fact that they're they're worried. I so badly want to be able to take that worry away. But the only thing I could say is that part of that worry comes from is because there's a standard that you're trying to live up to and a standard that you're trying to meet that you don't necessarily have to meet or live up to. You know, whether that's making somebody else happy, whether that's taking on somebody else's crap. How many of us do that? Amen. Yeah. You know, and it's a little hard when we got kids and we see what, what's going on with kids. But we have to speak our mind. That's what's going to give us our freedom from that worry. I guarantee you, you speak your mind, you won't be as worried. And I know that you could sit there and go, yeah, yeah, Pastor, you have no idea if I speak my mind what's going to get sick. Well, okay. As we said about that movie that was just on TV, isn't it much better to have it out in the open? Instead of that little running current <coughs> with everybody's hearts, minds, and souls. So after they were sent off, sorry, Paul. On the way, they told everyone they met with as they traveled through Phoenicia and Samaria about the breakthrough to the non-Jewish outsiders. Everyone who heard the news cheered. It was terrific news. So here the church is growing, and Gentiles, people that are not Jews, are understanding who Jesus is, and they're coming to the faith. They want to know more. They're claiming their relationship with God. And here's the old namby-pambies in the face saying, oh, no, 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 no. <clears throat> We're going to torture you. We are going to torture you. 
When they got to Jerusalem, Paul and Barnabas were graciously received by the whole church, including the apostles and the leaders. They reported on their recent journey and how God used them to open things up to the outsiders. And some Pharisees stood up to say their piece. They had become believers, but continued to hold the hard party line of the Pharisees. You have to circumcise the pagan, pagan converts, they said. You must make them keep the law of Moses. The apostles and the leaders called a special meeting to consider the matter. The argument went on and on, back and forth, getting more and more heated. Can you relate to that, folks? I mean, we hear that today, do we not? Amen? Then Peter took the floor. Friends, you well know that from early on, God made it quite plain that God wanted the pagans to hear the message of this good news and embrace it. And not in any secondhand or roundabout way, but firsthand, straight from my mouth. And God, who can't be fooled by any pretense on our part, but always knows a person's thought, gave the Holy Spirit exactly as God gave the Holy Spirit to us. God treated the outsiders exactly as God treated us, beginning at the very center of who they were, working from the center outward, cleaning up their lives as they trusted and believed in God. So why are you now trying to out-God God? Loading these new believers down with rules that crushed our ancestors and crushed us too. Don't we believe that we are saved because the master amazingly and out of sheer generosity moved as he did by his own choice beyond our nations? Hello. I've been waiting for 40 years to have the exact scripture to tell people I was no longer going to argue Bible speak about homosexuality in the Bible. I just found it. Put this on your mirror. There is no argument. Circumcision, the rules of the church, all of these creeds and the credos that they have come up with, they don't matter. They are meaningless. They mean nothing. If you want to be free, if you want to be free, if you want to be on that road to freedom, then claim your trust in God. Understand that Jesus has gone to find a place for you. And understand, it is not the job of the church to burden you down with a bunch of crap. It is our job to love you unconditionally. God bless you.